Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. It isn't what you know, it's the people you know, and Cody Askins can help you with that. Cody has developed a system to land more appointments and get the most out of leads. The founder of the 8% Nation is Brad Swinehart's guest. Now, Brad, Cody has worked on motivation with hundreds of teams, and he offers insights for insurance agents and agencies. Now, Cody and I have been friends for quite a while now. And I remember, oh man, it must have been what, three or four years ago, you called me and were like, hey, we got this 8% Nation thing going on. And I was like, what the heck is that? And now I feel like I can't turn a corner without seeing a billboard somewhere with your beautiful face on it. So you guys, you guys are crushing it in this thank space. You, Appreciate so that. I wish I had a real billboard, but thank you. Well, the last event I went to, I mean, your face was like two stories tall. It was huge. It was great. I think I even had a sticker with your face on it. So uh, put that put that on my lunchbox or something, you know, carry that around <laughs> with me. <laughs> I love it, man. Appreciate that. So you really just nailed it when it comes to getting in front of agents and advisors and providing them with really significant value. You know, I talk to a lot of agents that get out of those events and they're just like, man, this, this is the best event I've ever been to. I learned so much, you know, Cody was great on stage, you know, he's, he commands the audience. So just tons and tons of positive stuff before we get into some of that, that value that you bring, Tell me a little bit about you, man. Like, let's talk your life. Let's talk how the heck did we get here? You know, yeah. how do you get that perfect five o'clock shadow at 11 o'clock in the morning? You know, I there need to go. know. There you go. That's, <laughs> we, that, 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 the trimmer is called the uh, a peanut. Okay. In case you're wondering, it's a peanut. Oh. It's, a little, it's freaking awesome though. Okay. <laughs> uh, super side note. Um, man, life is good. Uh, my wife and I just added a, not a, not a child because we don't have kids yet, but a second dog. Okay, so that's that's something I've never talked about on a podcast, which is an animal uh, in any way ever. Uh, <laughs> now life's good, man. We're having fun uh, building a couple businesses, you know, helping agents and advisors, and just pushing forward, continue to build the brand, uh, and have some fun along the way. You know, I think a lot of people in in business they end up they start out they have this like really cool concept of building this special business, you know, it's named after them or whatever, right? And then we just keep pushing on it, and then over time we have like no friends and we have no team members and we have this like business that we built in a box that we're like naturally control freaks of. And we end up building what we call a prison or a jail. And then we end up hating our life and we just don't have any fun, you know? So I'm trying not to do that, which is why I've got a bunch of incredible, amazing people with cameras in my face as we speak. So. I love that. And it, it is, it's when you're building a business, it's so easy to get distracted and wrapped up in your image or, you know, not like your image, but your image of the business, right? This is right. how exactly how I planned it out. This is my schematics. I need this down to a T. And I think a lot of advisors can relate to that when they're building their business, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is how I planned on doing it. And people a lot smarter than me have always said, yeah, you hire smart people, you hire passionate people, you hire people with 
you know, shared vision, but not identical. And you just let them run with it. And I think yeah. too often the type A personalities that we might be or might work with control that to death. That's right. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's there's two ways to build a business, right? To really scale a company. Uh, one is with a brand, right? Which is awesome. And and I, I'm, I'm someone naturally, I think a lot of people that are listening can relate to this. I know you can for sure with what y'all built is I would rather attract people to me than just chase people forever, right? And really build something over time to where I've eventually got this attraction force of people coming to me every day, every minute, looking for help in some way, right? That's what we've built here with an amazing team and just doing that for almost seven years now uh, in, we got about, uh, well, we got about 58 days and we've been doing this for seven years, the YouTube thing, right? And building a brand. Yeah. Second, 58 days, seven hours and 42 seconds. Okay. Uh, the second is people. And it's interesting because when we, when we grow, when we, when we grow up or we get into business, like we don't, re nobody really teaches us that an agency is going to grow. We're going to make a bunch of money. Yeah. We're going to have financial freedom, but we're going to end up with this business that we know nothing about running a business. And then we try to add people and HR and staff and operations and all this stuff. And then we end up with all these additional pieces of things that we don't know anything about at all. And we make a million mistakes to try to figure it out. And, but the people piece is the piece that really fascinates me, right? I love the brand piece. Love it. Um, you know, we have hundreds of thousands of agents and advisors that follow us online in some capacity and that work with us or on our email list or been to our events or something. However, the people piece is really special because we all build a business so that one day, if we want to take our spouse to Hawaii for a month, we could do that. And the business doesn't crumble. That's the real reason we get into business, whether we say it or not. Like a lot of people say I get into business because I want time or I want money. Well, they're both true. But if you end up a business and you have to do it all and you're answering the phone and you're working, your pending and you're sending emails and you're posting on social media and you're answering, you know what I mean? You're doing this and that. Um, you end up not being able to, you end up with money, but you don't end up with any time. And I want to build something to where I want to get out of my own way, find people that are better. And there's plenty of people out there that are way better at certain stuff than Cody Askins. It's good. I finally realized that. And then I got a business where, hey, if I want to take a month off, I can do it. Now, my personality I'm not ready to do that yet. However, one day, <laughs> one day I may want to, you know? Yeah. 2035 comes around. You might say, hey, you know what? I want to, I want to take a week off. Let's just try it out. You know, Dude, <laughs> 44 years old in, 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 in 2030, you know, 45 years old. That sounds good. You know, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's dissect those two things independently. So building a brand, I think one thing that advisors and agents and just business owners in general struggle with now is what does that even mean? You know, mm. Coca-Cola is a brand, right? You yeah. know, it. McDonald's is a brand. There's, there's other things that have a, have a voice. There's, yep. there's companies that speak to you with a personality. And as an advisor, how do you, how do you stand out? You know, you're, yeah. You're not all selling the same thing, but you really are selling the same thing, right? It's a right. It's a um, relationship business. So how yes. do you how do you brand that? Yeah, I mean that's a good point, man. I mean think about Coca Cola as you mentioned. Um, not a brand I want to consume on a daily basis anymore. <laughs> anymore. I used to consume a lot of it, too much of it, right? Especially Taco Bell, Pepsi, like you know. However, um, I don't know what it was about Taco Bell's Pepsi, which is special, man. You know, but it's not something I <laughs> not something well, I can. They had that Baja Blast there for a while. That was Dude, all exclusive, right? They, that was and good. They decided yeah. to bottle up that gold, you know. You know? <laughs> they did, bro. Like Brett, Brett is on a, a media team in the studio, and he's like, he he said, mm, when you said Baja Blast." However, 
it's not like neither is something I want to consume, right? From the Coke or Pepsi brand, but I do like to, to, they have got to where when you think about soda or pop, man, you, you don't, you just say Coke, you know, like you could be drinking Dr. Pepper and you just say Coke, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's just like the, the, they, they've built that brand. However, it takes time to build a brand. Most people are very uncomfortable building a brand and very impatient. So you got to be comfortable at, putting your face out there and people seeing it. That, that's not easy for people. Like, you know what I mean? That takes time. And, and initially we're like, okay, if you got to be arrogant or this egomaniac to like put your face on stickers, you know, even though that wasn't my decision, probably Dylan's fault. However, we did it, <laughs> right? But I, I've gotten comfortable being uncomfortable. Now, is there also additional level levels and layers to that along the way? Yes, because now when, I, when we're talking about doing stuff, it's like, okay, we're looking at 3,000 people being 8% 2023. That means I've got to stand on stage in front of 3,000 people. Um, whew, Cody's never done that before yet, right? I may have done it virtually, but that's totally different than doing it in person. Yeah. Right. Oh, so yeah. is that, am I going to have to be uncomfortable doing that? Yes. Um, also, too, though, it takes time. Like a lot of people, that's the two reasons they give up on building a brand. They're not comfortable putting themselves out there or they're impatient and they want it yesterday, or they think that they see someone, right? Like white glove and they say, dude, it, you know what? That, that, that happened overnight, you know? Well, it did not, it took some time, you know? I mean, you guys have been in business and doing your thing for probably far longer than I have with this stuff, you know? However, it's something that you had to get comfortable with and you had to put, put time in. And it, it's kind of like the, the part I love about a brand is it's a snowball. It's growing, it's stacking, it's building. So, some, some moments you feel like you're pushing it up a hill, but it, it can still grow, but man, it's freaking a struggle, right? Other times it's just rolling downhill and it's just gaining momentum and speed and it's building. Well, that's a brand, but sometimes you got to push it up. Sometimes it rolls down. However, you, it doesn't mean you never stop pushing it uphill at some points too, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I love that analogy too because you can all remember back when you were a kid or you're playing with your kids, right. And you are building a snowman that, that yes, it packs on itself. You're building a snowball. It gets, it gets bigger and bigger, but that doesn't mean that it's yep easy. In fact, it's, sometimes it's, it, sometimes it gets harder. Yeah. Sometimes you end up in snowball fights, you know, yeah. with, with your competitors, <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows? <laughs> That's right. So what would be the first step? Okay. I've decided, Hey, I'm in business. I run my agency. I run my, um, advisory practice. I'm looking to attract clients. I'm looking to attract more agents. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I make myself special? How do I decide this is what my brand should represent? Yeah, yeah I, th I think. I think that that's that's one. That's a great question because one of the things that holds people back when they're building a brand is okay, who do I want to speak to? And if you don't know who you want to speak to, then you're going to speak to everybody, and it's not going to resonate with anybody, right? And so, if I want to, I want to speak to everyone but I really don't want to speak to everyone. Like, for example, I used to think I want to speak to everyone in the insurance industry. Well, that's a niche. That's cool. However, I don't know that I really want to, right? Like we have this, um, right now we're speaking to two different audiences. First one, like we, we have a new program called Six Figure Society. We had an agency, an agent in uh, Canada and Indonesia, both join it yesterday morning. And that is, uh, we're speaking to agents that want to make six figures that haven't yet. And we're giving them access to all of our courses and weekly coaching. And there's like $30,000 worth of value for 40 bucks a month, right? It's ridiculous. However, 
that's a core message of our content resonates with that group. I made six figures at 20. We've got 22, 2300 videos on YouTube that are helping agents get to six figures, right? That's one. However, my style wants to, has always wanted to evolve for years into speaking to agencies and agency owners and people that are looking to build something big, right? So as people transition, then we've got other programs where we're helping connect agents to agencies and helping them with recruiting and stuff, right? Where then I'm speaking to agencies. Well, the, I can't speak to an agent and an agency the exact same way, right? So if I'm, if I'm putting out content, there's certain content that resonates with agents. There's also certain content that resonates with agencies. Also though, if you think about it and you're like, okay, how about the size of my audience that I'm targeting? There's way more agents that haven't made six figures yet than there are agencies that have. Okay. So the audience is bigger there. However, if you were building a business around helping one of those, there's more money in the agency piece because they actually have money. Right. So, <laughs> so right. Right. So, so you've got to think about your brand and what that is. If it's a financial advisor, right. I think one of the things that um, like, for example, if I had to go back to selling insurance, like I did for years and I loved, uh, but I thought about it recently. I'm like, man, like I haven't actually sold interest policy. It's been over like half, over half a decade. Like how ridiculous is that? However, if I did, I wouldn't go back because now my, my think bigger, I involve people, I involve branding. Like I think much differently than I did 12 years ago. Now I wouldn't think about selling like a bunch of little bitty stuff. You know, like before I was like, man, PDPs, like, you know, cha-ching, freaking dental plans baby sized life insurance policies, all phenomenal. Now I'm like, uh, right now I'm like, if I was going to do something, maybe it'd be, you know, IULs, maybe it'd be annuities. Yeah. Right. Maybe it'd be, I would want to level up and evolve at some point. I wouldn't want to just rinse and repeat and do the same thing and talk about the same thing forever and sell the same thing forever. Like I'm evolving from helping agents to agencies, the same thing with agents and advisors. They want their brand to evolve. They want their products to evolve. They want their clientele to evolve. Yeah, I love that. And I talk to a lot of um, professionals that are looking to do just that. You know, you talk to the guy that specializes in Medicare, he's looking to get into yep. annuities. You talk yep. to the annuity rep, he's looking to get, you know, become an IAR. You know, um, yes. you talk to the, you know, just a, a bigger or a smaller RAA that wants to be a bigger RA and, and merge. And it's just all of evolution of services. And I think that part of that as well is not only just a the idea of becoming more grandiose, but it's also now it can help more people. You know, if you, if you help one agent who hasn't hit six figures yet, you're helping one agent. If you help an agency develop, well, now you've helped a hundred agents. You know, and I think that, you know, knowing you for so long that that's at your core, you know, there's, yeah. there's things that motivate professionals out there. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's, it's helping people. And the, the real special ones understand that it takes all three. Mm -hmm. Right. You can help more people if you have more money. If you have more time, you can make more money. If you make more money, you get more time. You can help more people. It all blends together. And that kind of brings us to your second point there is, you know, how do you find the right people to help you with your business? I mean, it's crazy. You can't walk down the street right now without seeing 100 help wanted signs, right? From everybody in the world is hiring. You know, I don't think it's nobody wants to work. I think unemployment is, is actually pretty pretty substantially low compared to other points in history right now. I think that people have understood that now they want to work a job that they enjoy. That's a work-life balance and that provides them with the life that they want. So how, how do you recruit the right people with the right mentality that identify with your brand? Yeah. So, so there's, um, 
it's there's kind of multiple facets to this, right? So the hiring, I just made a few notes while I was thinking the hiring piece. So we have over a hundred staff um, and over 15,000 square feet and a bunch of, uh, and several companies. And this is in Springfield, Missouri, where you would think, well, there's 150,000 people. You can't hire a bunch of amazing people. There's no way, like everybody's like, oh, dude, I'm struggling to hire people. You can't find good people. Nobody, you know, like, I'm like, no, like the more I tell myself it's gonna be hard to hire people, guess what? The more it's gonna be hard to hire people, right? Like Cody Haskins does not have a problem finding good people in Southwest Missouri and has a bunch of amazing people and doesn't feel like there's a shortage of good people, okay? Like that's my belief. Now, does it differ with a lot of people listening? Yes. However, we hire locally really well in three ways. Number one, through um, Indeed. Uh, we don't even put any money behind the Indeed. We just put up for free phenomenal, right? We get a lot of, we get, we get a good amount of applicants. Does that go in waves? And is it a roller coaster? And is it always a perfect hire? No, but what is right? That's one Avenue. Yep. Second, second is through me posting on my social media, but I post in a different way. Like I'll post, um, hiring again, again, again. And I'll put like, um, when I post benefits, I'm not posting like, you know, flipping, you know, 401k and health insurance and dental and like, Hey, well, you know, you're, you can get glasses and like all the amazing fun stuff that millennials love. <laughs> um, it's more of like the benefits of, Hey, we're, we're, you get to hang out with celebrities and athletes at our events. You get to travel to Puerto Rico for a mastermind on a jet with the team. Uh, we took four helicopters to dinner um, back in April and, and you would have got to have done that. Right. Like those are benefits. Those are cool. Those are exciting. Dental. Eh, not so much. Right. So that's different. That's part of a, building a brand too, because we want to stand out. I want people locally. Like I, I was on uh, Table Rock Lake recently and uh, well, a few months ago, and I had a lady stop me, young lady stop me. I was, I was getting off my boat that I had just bought and that I pretty much almost wrecked multiple times because I suck at driving <laughs> the boat and I couldn't freaking park it. I finally do. And, and she said, Hey, uh, you don't know me. My name is, here's my name. And you have someone that's on your team that's doing this. However, if they ever leave you, you call me because I'm really good at this and I would like to do this for you. And I'm like, dang, I don't even know this chick, right? But, but, but she had seen us online. She had some friends or whatever. However, that leads me to my third piece, which is um, warm market referrals. So like the team is referring people or what happens too is with that, with that post, that Facebook post that I do for hiring, I'll put like anybody that refers me, someone that we hire, I'll send you 250 bucks. And so then people start tagging their friends. Yeah. And it starts thinking, oh, Susie's looking for a job. Connor's looking for a job. Henry, you know what I mean? And, and so then that helps, right? But in, internal referral and people locally from my social are our best pieces for hiring, for sure. And one of the things that that you alluded to here, and I just want to I just want to put an exclamation point behind it, is you've created a culture that people that work for you are willing to refer their friends, family, and people that they know. Yep. And I think that circles all the way back to the beginning of our conversation when we said we're building a business and type A personalities need to let go a little bit and let let the people you hire do what they're hired to do. No one is going to refer a high quality friend or family member to come in and work for someone who micromanages them and doesn't give them freedom, regardless of the helicopter trips or the, the free eyeglasses. So I think that culture of yes. you know, giving them enough freedom to do their job correctly and then guidance, I think 
one thing I worked retail for many, many years and managed, you know, 300 employees and, and now came in to white glove at its infancy, built this business to 130 employees. And one of the things that often people misunderstand is they expect to put a job ad, you know, put a posting out there and say, Hey, I need someone that can do this, this, and this. And they expect that person to walk in on, on day one and you set expectations day two, they start implementing day three, they're, they're crushing mm-hmm. it. They know everything. And that's just, I mean, that's just not how the job market works. No, You know, people go to college for so many years, they get out and then they learn how to do a job. So what you should look for and what, what we've always looked for is, is attitude, coachability and drive. You know, those are the things you can't teach. That's and right. if you can find that, you know, you, you're better off hiring on a culture fit than you are a skill set fit in yep. my personal opinion. So, so here, here's one thing to add to that too, which is cool because people are like, well, how do you test? How do you see the drive? Well, there's a few ways that that can help. Yeah. Is it a perfect science? Maybe not. However, we have people that, um, you know, we'll, we'll ask about their goals and what they want to accomplish. But one of the things we do is we put our um, sales hires through a disc assessment and in a personality assessment and on there, it will label them with like a word. Well, one of the salespeople we hired, they, their word came back as um, they were a, a D personality, but their word was the producer. Well, that's pretty good when you want someone to come in and produce, right? Well, what's interesting is that person um, outworks everybody else on our team, uh, produces at a solid level and gets better every day. Only been here a couple months and is like just driven, you know? So can you find people that maybe personality wise have a better chance of actually driving? Yeah, you can, if you really want to. Yeah. I love that. So we've talked about kind of building your brand, how to, how to bring in the the correct team. You know, let's, let's talk about sales, marketing, business development, the stuff that you're just gosh darn good at, you know, what, if, if an agent comes to work for you or now agencies come uh, to, to kind of grab your expertise, what are some of the core things that you train on? Yeah. I mean, the main things that um, we work through with our team and with others is really building and plugging people into a consistent system. Uh, most like my personality, you could sell, Hey dude, you could say, hey, here, here, here's what you're going to make. Here's your, here's your commission. You can sell these 12 products. Um, go make money. I'm going to make a bunch of money. <laughs> I just am. <laughs> However, 95%-ish of the salespeople that we bring in and that we work with, it would never fly. Like They would be gone in seven days, t- two weeks, three weeks. Like They're just never going to make it. So if you think about it, if, if, if owners will stop thinking of the system as well, dude, just plug me in and I'll freaking crush it. Yeah, but everybody's not you. They don't also, they don't, a lot of people want to be intrapreneurs instead of entrepreneurs, which is also totally okay because we're not all meant to own a business and go through the freaking crap that business owners go through. So we're constantly looking at how can we improve our system? How can how can one person run in one lane, prospect in, 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 in this way, get in front of, speak to these people, get in front of these exact type of people and help them with this exact type of product, right? And the more you can do that to where it's duplicatable and replicatable, like as an example, when I was 20 and I made six figures, the goal was to book 15 appointments, 
to talk to seniors about life insurance, final expenses. So sit and run 10 appointments and to sell five. And that was my whole goal. If I can just book 15 through door knocking or cold calling, I'm going to find success. Right. But I had a, and which is terrible, like freaking cold calling and door knocking, right? White glove can yeah, help a little bit, a yeah. little bit with that. You know, stop <laughs> doing that. However, you can start running in that lane. Well, you run in that lane enough, man. You start, you start getting better at the pitch. You start getting better at like overcoming objections. You start getting better at the process. You start getting better at finding people. You start getting better at speaking to people. You start speaking their language. And most salespeople, one of the things we preach more than anything else, and we really just keep getting better at too, is plugging 95% of people want to do one thing. They want to know how to do it. And they want to know how to do it well. And they want to wake up and do that every single day. Now, to me, that sounds boring as freak. However, 95% of sales personalities need that. Even though I don't, they do. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. And I, I would actually agree with that, working with our, our massive sales team here now. I mean, we have we have probably 50 that coordinate seminars and webinars. You know, 25 of those are directly on the front line, finding new agents and advisors and saying, hey, this is what we do. This is our value prop. But, you know, if you can, once you get in that groove, just like you said, I mean, you weren't, they weren't constantly changing things on you when you were knocking on doors and making cold calls. You figured out your script. That didn't work. You adjusted. That didn't work. You just, okay, that kind of worked. And now you figured out, okay, this is how I, this is how I approach people, right? Like yeah. you see the guy, the the YouTube videos all the time with the guy, um, he's selling the magic spray, right? And he's just got all these one-liners after he, I mean, he didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, this is how I'm going to sell it, right? He had to develop confidence. Yeah. He had to learn all of those things. Yeah. And, you know, let's take that one step further because you are a master at this. You know, when you understand your ideal client, your ideal prospect, when you understand yeah. what value you're going to bring to them, you know, how do you take that message and relay it in mass? Because that kind of circles back to things that you do, right? You build a brand, you speak on stage, you talk to hundreds and thousands of people at a time, getting your message out there. I think mm -hmm. a lot of advisors are trying to do that as well through podcasting and YouTube and obviously yeah. public seminars and webinars and, and public speaking. How do you develop that talk track, if you will, or that, that keynote presentation mm -hmm. that's going to drive your business forward? Yeah. I mean, I guarantee you guys already talked about this with some of the stuff that you do and recommend people do. However, there's one thing that most people think, okay, when I'm building a talk webinar in person, keynote, whatever, their first thought is like, okay, what's the, like, what am I going to talk about? Who am I speaking to? What's the content, which is all important, but even more important that I've always, that I've probably lacked as a speaker along the way. And I've gotten better at over time is stories of origin and sharing stuff about me, sharing those stories that make me who I am. Right. And also like I was even sitting in church on Sunday morning and I, I had, I started a new iPhone, a new notes tab. I probably have, I don't know, a thousand notes on my phone. And the note was new stories to tell. And I was thinking about these new stories to share and tell that I maybe have never shared before. Right. And you could use it on podcasts. Like it's interesting if I ever don't know what to say with a question or I'm on stage and I don't know what to like how to answer a question or like do this or that, I can always pivot to a story like whenever I want, right? It's interesting. 
I saw, I was following a speaker around. We were speaking to different companies together. Um, and I saw this person lose the audience and people were on their phones. They weren't paying attention. And I'm like, wait, this, this guy's lost the room, man. Like I can feel it. I can tell, you know what I mean? You can start developing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he pivoted to a story that I'd never heard him tell before, which was hilarious. And guess what? Soon as he started, soon as he like, he stopped his whole content. Soon as he pivots to a story, people are on their phones and, and they go, and they start listening, man. Like there's something special about stories, pivoting to stories, getting really good at stories and sharing authentic stories about your life. One thing helps people love stories. Jesus spoke in parables. People love stories. And two, when your people are telling stories, it's a way for the audience to connect with you. Now, is everyone can connect with every story you, you tell? No, but that's why when I give talks, my goal is to start with a story, end with a story and sprinkle in other stories that relate to certain content pieces along the way. And then it's like, it's so easy to build a talk. Then it's like, okay, start with the story, end with the story. Hopefully the stories relate to your content, give out a few valuable pieces of content and share a few stories within. And it's like, boom, done. I'm ready right now. I've spoken enough. Wow. I can just get up anywhere, anytime and talk about anything probably and be fine. However, <laughs> it's taken like a thousand talks to get there. You know what I mean? And so, but most people are like, I was at a conference a few uh, weeks ago and this person was about to give their first talk ever. And they're like, I'm kind of nervous. This is my first talk ever. What do you recommend? I said, well, what stories are you going to tell? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, what, what stories are you going to tell? They're like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this. I'm going to give out some, I'm going to train. I'm give out some content, some value. I'm like, that's great. But what stories are you going to tell? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you have to start with a story end the story. I don't care what else you do after that. Just do that. And I promise also too, what happens is when you have a way to flow through a story and it, 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 it warms up the vocal cords, you start getting accustomed to the audience. The audience pays attention. They know they should pay attention to you the whole time because that you train them to pay attention. You also get like the nerves out. It's just, um, it's interesting how valuable that one single piece can be when speaking. I love that too, because when you're, when you're telling content, right, it's something that you've learned. It's something that you've dialed in that, that the words, the talk track, it's very formulaic. It's very learned. And when you tell a story, your brain's just, you're just reacting, right. Yeah. And you're showing that, that hopefully that, that, little personal side of you. And it, it does, it gets you more comfortable in the, in your seat up there. It lets the audience know who you are. And even if they don't care at all, what you're selling, what you're providing, what you're training on, they want to hear how the story ends, right? Yeah. That's, that's just what they want to do. So um, totally agree with all of that, man. Thank you. I mean, we're running right up here on time. You're good, bro. Is there any, you know, final message that you would love to just kind of shout out to the the entrepreneurs that are listening on the show here today to see how do we get to Cody Askins level of success? <laughs> it's a lot easier than you think. I'll put it that way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot harder and easier than, than it is. Right. Um, I'm, I, you know, what's interesting is Cody's not happy with the level he's on. I get, if, if I feel like I've gotten comfortable or we plateau, I'm like, okay, I got to change things up like everything. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I feel lazy if, if we're just like moving along, you know, like I'm not saying that's perfect. Um, but here's one thing that I have learned is as an entrepreneur, we had this virtual conference a few years ago called, uh, uh, and we called it, uh, the theme was if you don't quit, you can't fail. Well, 
made me think about it because we had these 8% yoga mats made up for one of our conferences one year. And I was on them, one of them stretching uh, yesterday morning. And on the bottom of the yoga mat, it says, if you don't quit, you can't fail. Well, what am I doing right now? I'm sharing a couple stories, right? But I'm also tying it into a message. Well, what's interesting is I believe every entrepreneur can succeed at whatever level they want if they just don't quit. But there's times throughout a day, throughout a week, throughout a month where it's so easy to be like, like I'm getting, I'm in some freaking bogus scam frauds, TCPA lawsuit right now. I've already spent 20 grand. There's no end in sight and it's freaking ridiculous. We didn't do anything wrong. It doesn't even matter. The point is there are moments in business where you're like, I just want to throw in the towel and I just want to flip and quit because I'm at my wits end. I'm telling you what, I believe all of those challenges are a blessing. I believe the sacrifice we have to go through are a blessing. I believe lawsuits actually are a blessing. I believe people quitting, people getting fired. Like I believe you getting punched in the mouth every single day as you push this snowball up a hill is a massive blessing. Why? Because I believe blessings. I believe those problems, those challenges, and those trials make us better. So if you get better and you become a better leader and you learn more and you evolve more and you get tougher along the way, how is it not a blessing? So if you don't quit, you can't fail. I love that. And I'm not going to add anything to it because I think that's the perfect thing to end on. So Cody, if they want to, because uh, they're going to, if they're going to want to reach out to you, they want to follow you, they want to check you out, learn a little bit more. How should they, how should they connect with you, man? Uh, I would say Instagram is a great place to start at Cody.askins. We put up, you know, behind the scenes stories all the time. Um, love for you to follow. I also like watch all my messages and stuff there. I don't really watch messages or pay attention to any other social platforms as much. I'll be honest. Um, our YouTube channel probably means the most to me because I believe in building a long-term brand that's tied into SEO and Google along the way. We just hit 83,000, I think, uh, agents subscribed to our channel at Cody Askins. We put out videos every single day. We literally just put out a video this morning that is called How to Make $10,000 a Week as a Life Insurance Agent. So we put out videos, um, thanks, to, thanks to Dylan and our team, we're putting out videos every single day. And if you resonate with those and we can help, phenomenal. And hope to uh, meet all of you soon. All right, Brad. How can people reach you? Well, my easiest platform is LinkedIn. Just shoot me a message, connect, open up. Um, happy to share anything that I have, as well as Cody's personal cell phone number. So just hit me up and I'll pass it out with no <laughs> issue. <laughs> just give it out. Give it out. Now that's a story in there. All right, listeners, follow this podcast to hear from all of Brad's guests. And of course, please share with others. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect program, a done-for-you fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of White Glove. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.